Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 680, recorded live on April 17th, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who was watching SG1 before the recording, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who was able to recognize the episode, Andy Lowe. Hi. From like three minutes of audio. Yes. Now, to, to, to be fair, it was at the very end of the episode, so... And it was also, like, evidently a fairly well-known episode. Yes, because that, that brought up the four races. In, or the, uh, yeah, that was, that will, was the start of the four you, races. I will stop you there, Andy, because I have not watched SG-1. This is not a second run-through for me, so watch what you say, sir. Well, they, they did they bring up the four races? They talked about how there were four races at this one place. Yes. Did, no they one named said anything them. about them being the four races. Oh. I know that one of them is the Asgardians. Yes. Because they commented like, oh, that's that's Thor's people. Like, oh, Thor's an alien? Long story. <laughs> Literally the episode before it, but, you know, long story. So, like, you know, hold there on the spoilers, bud. <laughs> I'll, I'll just um, say that, that the Furlings, <laughs> you, you never hear about them again. Okay. So sure. But yes, no, you But yeah, no, I've, you, we've been watching we've been watching SG one. We've also been watching Shira. Uh and we've been watching uh shoot. I know there's more than those two. Have you been those watching are, Falcon? Uh, oh, Disney and Plus, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was gonna say I hope you've been yeah. watching those. <laughs> yep, we've been watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, and you know, that was episode five of six today. Well, Ye- yesterday, but we watched it today. Yeah. Uh, how how do you feel about Falcon and Winter Soldier? I think it's a great movie. I'm mm, it, well. Well, part of me knows that they they had to do they had to stop production due to COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and they also had to do some reshoots later in the process hmm. because the 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 story goes is that there was a subplot about some virus that was spreading through the um the uh the, the, the refugee, refugee camps yeah and they're like we should probably take that out <laughs> yeah so <laughs> okay you know some plus i was also you know sick while watching it so you know you ever have that when you're sick and things just seem off no or is that just me where it's like you know I, I mean, I've been sick and been like kind of loopy. Sure. Well, like I, I, you know, things just seem off with me when I'm sick sometimes where it's like I got into the shower and I felt like the shower had changed size. Okay. Yeah. That's not something I've experienced. Yeah. No, it's, it, it doesn't happen often. It only happens when I'm, you know, when I'm sick. And so, you know, watching Falcon and Winter Soldier when you're, you're in that kind of mindset, it was also... It fell off. Kind of weird. Yeah. I, I bet. I bet it did. So it, you know, it, the, the, it's been decent. You know, and I've been watching all five episodes, especially, you know, I, I basically Friday morning, I stay off the internet. Yeah, I, I had to do that. Too. I'm like, I worked most of, of Friday and then I slept for the rest of it. And so I thankfully didn't catch any spoilers of like the ending. Did yeah. you catch the end credit se- sequence, though? No. I, Episode I, five has an end credit sequence. Oh, shoot. A rather important one. Ah, son of a monkey. Yeah, so you need to go back and watch that. I was on my lunch break, and I didn't know the thing was going to be an hour long. (laughs) 
They're all an hour long. They're no. 54 minutes each. No, they've been shorter than that. Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, I swear they have. Uh-uh. Hold on, Episode I'm booting up. runtime, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let's see. 45 to 55 minutes each. Yeah, 49 minutes for one, 49 minutes for two, 53, 53, and then five was an hour. So they've been they've been getting longer by I, 10 yeah, minutes. I, I would not... I for for any of the for WandaVision I I was able to do it during lunch but for Falcon and Winter Soldier I'm just like no no not even going to try like I assume they're all an hour so I you know I got in I saw the movie and then I had to you know yeah well there was a stinger oh god son of a monkey all right and he's like well I guess I'll go watch that tomorrow <laughs> Well, it's not the, long, and it, no, you don't. I've need seen the whole it. episode, but you know, I'll just I'll throw the last, you know, because I'm I'm at the start of the end credit sequence. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, just watch it through the end credits, and then watch the like twenty second, probably not even that fifteen second stinger. I mean, honestly, just knowing that there is a stinger, you can probably guess what it like most of what it is. But I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to let you find out. All right. I I may I did my due diligence by telling you that there was a stinger for episode five. Yeah, I have an that idea. Is, I think my, my one big complaint is that they don't warn you. <laughs> like, the first four episodes, nothing. Episode mm-hmm. five, after credit sequence. And, like, WandaVision did that too, but WandaVision, it made sense because they didn't start doing after credits things until they were in the era of after credits things. Yep. So, blah. Blah, I say, blah. <sighs> Excuse me. So, yeah, no, it's it's interesting I love the banter. Mm-hmm. The the whole Bucky and Sam thing. Yes. And actually yeah, Zemo too. Zemo like the three of them for the Zemo past couple is an of interesting character. Yes. No, he is. So the three of them together have have been the most interesting part of it. And then, you know, Shannon Carter, it's like, okay, what the heck is going on there? Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter, yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I'm pretty sure she is the power broker. That's my guess. Well, I I was I was thinking that, but um Zemo, when they were in the bar, used male pronouns when he talked about the power broker. Yeah, so what? Well, somehow Zemo knew of the power broker, and the power broker also knew of Zemo. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where they must have passed crossed paths in the back. Not necessarily. Zemo could have known of the power broker, had, could yeah. have had dealings with the power broker, but never necessarily met the power broker. Or Kate brings up the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah possibility could, where it could be right power broker is just a name yep could move from person to person mm-hmm. that is definitely possible but a good good show so far yeah. i really do think it's a good movie yeah I, I think it's just a six hour long good movie makes you very curious about loki uh loki is supposed to be a uh, a crime drama i think that's the last thing i saw or like a heist drama a crime thriller is okay. what they're calling it all right, so Loki comes out in June. What's yep. the connection? Well, okay, so Falcon's going to be done next, next week. week. They're going to do the... Uh, that what re- if between now and then? Or are they putting Marvel on hold while they're putting out Star Wars stuff? I don't remember. Disney Plus release schedule. <laughs> uh, Loki is in May, isn't it? No, June now. Oh, they pushed it? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, June 2021. <laughs> well, WandaVision was the sitcom throwback homage falcon and winter soldier is the buddy cop 
like movie, Loki is a crime thriller. Have you heard who the the villain of Loki is going to be? It's probably another version of Loki. It is multiple other versions of Loki. Ooh, are we going to get a female Loki? Ah, that is indeed in the cards. Uh, it says, what if it just says premiere summer 2021? Yeah, it's still a ways out. Yeah. Hmm. So I thought, I swear I thought there was something in between. I thought so. I know that the, the new Star Wars Bad Batch thing comes out on May the 4th. Okay. So that might be what they're doing is they're like, okay, Marvel, take a seat. Star Wars is turn because... You know, we went from Mandalorian into WandaVision. God damn Disney and owning everything. Mm-hmm. Making me want to watch something every week. <sighs> oh, excuse me. I'm tired. Ugh. So what's up, Andy? What's new? Uh, I have my second shot scheduled. Yay! I had my second shot. Yep, yep we talked about that last week. Um, I got one week to go, and then I'm invincible. <laughs> and I don't have to live in, like, anxiety town. Which isn't entirely true, because uh, Laura doesn't get her second shot until May 1st. So May 15th is when I can be like, okay, we're good. And according to the CDC, that's when we can start like seeing people. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. I'm looking through the uh, Dizzy 20, uh, the, D20, the D23 release things. Yeah. I mean, whatever's out, we'll we'll watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it'll, if something's coming out, then we'll catch it then. I'm not worried about it. We should probably move on to like actual topics though. Yeah, that that could be true. We could move you know, on just, to actual just topics, maybe, or we could talk about the the amazing burgers I made this week with all your uh, what you see pineapple, guacamole, and egg. No guac. I don't no. know where you got guac from. What's that green bit then? Lettuce. Oh, okay. Are you talking about the lettuce that was under it? Yes, I didn't pay it. I thought that was guacamole for some odd <laughs> reason. That was lettuce. The The burger was sitting on a bed of lettuce. It also had a now. Colby Jack cheese melted over it. Two, like, really nicely done eggs on top of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I sent you my picture because that was the egg I tried on the griddle without the egg ring. Mm-hmm. And it worked fine. Nice. <laughs> Those things are like, I cranked up the heat a little bit high to start off just so the egg won't, you know, wouldn't go everywhere. Try and yep. contain it a little bit. And then, it, you know. As soon as the egg was on the griddle, I cranked it back down again. And then I put, I dripped some water on it and put the, 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 a lid over it. Okay. Worked out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I was really impressed. It looked like a very well done egg. Like we're having pancakes for dinner. All right. Well, you know what? Let me try an egg with my pancakes because if I'm doing breakfast for dinner. Go all in. Mm-hmm. Breakfast for dinner is pretty good. Breakfast at any time is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel like Denny's has built their reputation on that. <laughs> <laughs> Any time is breakfast time. Yep. Two in the morning. Come on in. Have a, 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 a grand eggs slam. Over Miami or whatever. Oh, uh, eggs over my hammy. Hammy. Yeah, that. Uh, or like a, a skillet. Or oh god, what did I even used to get at Denny's? Meat lovers skillet. Oh my god, the meat lovers skillet. Oh my god, Denny's at two in the morning. Andy, that would kill me. <laughs> like. Legit, if I tried to do that right now, I think it would kill me. How did we... God, being young is just like... That's not fair. I want to do that again. <laughs> I don't think we can do that anymore. Uh, um, hmm. Speaking of getting older, I see a thing in here about aging gamers. 
Yes. Um, Tell me about how gamers are getting older, Andy. Well, the uh, there's a marketing research firm called Global Web Index, and they have a gaming section. Okay. And the biggest growth of gamers has been in the 55 to 64 range. Has cool. It's grown 32% since 2018. But is that just because people are like aging into it? I'm not exactly sure because the actual full report is behind paywall. Right. But like if they're 55 now, then 30 years ago, right, in 1990, yeah. they were 20, 25 yes. in fact. So like I feel like these are people who would have been playing games 30 years ago or even 40 years ago. Think of that teenagers during the 80s. Yep. So like this shouldn't be a surprise. No, it's that, it's like because it's it's the growth. Well, yeah, because 30 years ago, the people who were 55 to 64, a lot of them are now dead. And they're definitely not in the 55 to 64 range. Uh, so, like, yes, I expect the percentage of 55 to 64 has gone up a lot. Now, it, it's pointing out it's grown 30% in three years, but, like, yeah. Because you're, I, you're having more people. Well, plus, also, uh, they said here other key data points that they shared during this brief synopsis of their, hey, pay us money, get the whole report. Yeah. Um, 86% of internet users play games and 24% of grandparents and parents see playing games together as family time, which, yeah. I'm sad that it's only 24. Yes, that one, yes. I like... All of my all of my trainees, when I talk about how I, I play right after I've told you about the after breaks that we yes, do, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So one of the after breaks I do is I just talk about games, right? I talk about my hobbies. I talk about how gaming is a, a part of my world, that I'm a gamer, uh, that I, I play tons of games. And like every time after that, one of my trainees will come up to me at like the next break and be like, so my kid plays tons of video games. And like, how do I get them to stop? And I'm like, well, you, you you probably don't. And they're like, oh, I'm like, but what you need to do is like talk to them about games and like get interested in the games and see about playing games with like Terry Crews. Terry Crews is the perfect. Hobby. Yeah. Terry Crews is the perfect example. Like get into it with them. Ask yeah. them about it and, and do it with them. And you'll see that like it's this bonding experience. Now, I, I also do like I give them recommendations on like, well, what games are they playing? And like uh, Fortnite and like, OK, like there's other games out there that you might want to guide them to. There's some really cool things out there. But like spend time with them and talk to them about it. How are you going to introduce games to your kids? Uh, well, um, every once in a while, uh, we have, I have installed on my phone and the tablet, uh, this con, the con Academy. Oh, I had my sound on. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, con Academy has an app for kids, mm-hmm. kind of like ABC mouse sort of thing. And I think, Nick Jr. has one, too. Okay. Where it's things like, you know, the alphabet and, you know, colors and shapes and all that preschool stuff. Right. And also how to use a phone and interface with the touchscreen. Yes. And, you know, picking out hats. Yeah. Picking out hats for your polar bear. Yeah. Um, The hidden skills of gaming. Yeah. So we've been we've been doing that every once in a while. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't do it a lot. And we'll normally just do like a like a module or two and then 
Um, it has a very simple uh, paint program on there. Yeah. Where you you know you pick a color, you you click inside the space, and it fills the whole space with that color sort of drawing yeah. and painting program. So if we want to paint some stuff there, and you know we'll just do that for a little bit every once in a while. But you know the the things are like okay, you know it's not really a game per se, but you know it will stop there and be like you know click on something red or you know how many ducks are there? Simple stuff okay. like that. So I'm thinking that's the that's the on ramp, right? But like, how do you move off of that on ramp, and where do you move to? That one, I'm not sure. Because like, you could borrow uh, an NES Mini and be like, "Hey, let's play Super Mario Brothers." How old were you when you started playing Super Mario Brothers? Uh, not sh- sure. I'd have to ask my siblings because they were the ones that got into it first and I just watched them play. Yep. Keep in mind the Nintendo Entertainment System was released in 1985. U.S. release. Oh, I am off. Holy crap. U.S. release of the NES was July 15th, 1983. I was about to guess 83. I thought it was 85. Wow. Wait a minute. Oh, that was in Japan. Okay. Yeah, there we go. U.S. release. Hang on. When was the U.S. release? Nintendo Entertainment System. Not the Famicom. North American release was... Mario Cisco's competitor Coleco. They were they unveiled at the June 1985 the American version of the Famicom. The NES was released October 18th, 1985. Boom! I was right. So you were two? Uh, something like that. Um, we still had the Atari when we moved to Celine, I do believe. Okay. And then I think they saved up or they traded in for the Nintendo. Makes sense. I swear at some point, though, we had two of them because I swear I remember my two, two brothers. Nintendos? Yeah, I think at some point because I swear there was Jamie was in his room and Eric was in his room. And I swear they were both playing Super Mario Brothers at the same time trying to see who could beat it faster. Yes. Well, funny you should comment on who could beat it faster because I just added a topic. What? Specifically about beating Super Mario Brothers fast. Four minutes, 55 seconds, that's it? Well, four minutes, 55.96, but yes, someone got through in under 4.56. I thought it wasn't possible to do that unless you had computer help. Well, technically, the the TAS run, the tool-assisted speed run, is doable. It, it is theoretically doable. It's just effectively impossible. But if you throw enough people at it... <laughs> One of them might actually do it. This um, is this is like the uh, the monkeys in typewriters. Yeah, uh, but like yeah. So the current record is four fifty five nine thirteen. Theoretical fastest time someone can beat it is four fifty four and thirty milliseconds. Yeah. So there's still a whole minute, not minute, second to shave off, like a second and a half. But like it's it's getting really hard to break. That. <laughs> 454.30 is pretty impressive. Yeah. There was, um, somebody did, I think, like a theoretical, um, like look at how fast, you know, humans can run and try and figure out, you know, the 400 meter dash, like how, how soon, or the 100, sorry, the 100 meter dash. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> what's, what's the theoretical limit of that? And it's, just it's crazy that how close we're getting. I mean, that's, that's when you start getting into like the super soldier serum, right? <laughs> 
Wow, we're just going around in circles. Yeah. But yes, no, talking about parenting and video games, I always, you know, Terry, like I said, Terry Crews is like the epitome of that. Where yeah. he, saw, he saw his kid and he's like, what are you doing? And the kid's like, oh, I'm playing games. I'm, you know, working with that. And like, he's like, I want to be part of my kid's world. So he just yeah. went... Brought up, brought up the YouTube tutorials, bought a bunch of parts for a PC, and then went to Facebook Live. <laughs> it was like, does this go here? Yes. <laughs> what about this? No. <laughs> no, don't put that one there. Yeah. What about this? Don't touch it. That's the bottom of the CPU. That's that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question becomes, like, when are you going to introduce Isaac to, like, Minecraft? Well, he's 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 starting to get into Legos. Mm-hmm. So that's good. You know, we've got we got mega blocks currently in the other room set up as a uh, cruise ship. Nice. Um, and we he's got a he's got a small bag of just you know regular Legos. Mm-hmm. So you know, start with the physical thing and then be like, oh, well, if you enjoyed that, let me show you this. Yep. And then never see them again. Wait, what? Sorry, got distracted for a second. Um. So other video game news. If we want to yeah. stay on the if we want to stay on the video game bit. Sure. I'm still just dumbfounded at the 455. But yeah. No, that's crazy that they're getting. Well, he said I love that this. As of World Four One, yeah, he had a a task perfect run that's crazy oh let's see gamestop is searching once again for a new ceo oh oops this is this is a weird thing because that news sent their stock up well did it send their stock up or is that the wall street bets guys i mean what's the difference (laughs) yeah no like legit like the Wall Street bets guys are the ones who are investing in the company. Yeah, their stock jumped ten points at the no fifteen points at the announcement of like new CEO, almost thirty points. Jesus. But yeah, no, the current CEO joined in April 2019, taking over for a CEO <laughs> who was an interim CEO for a little under a year. Yeah. And now they're already uh, well because looking... no one wanted to touch it. Yeah. Right. It was a. I mean. Andy, if you were asked to be the CEO of a company where there was over 100% of the stock being shorted, would you take that job? No. Would you be like, um, there's a lot of big players literally betting on this company to go bankrupt. I'm not sure how happy I feel about that. So they are looking for a new CEO. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Like, I wonder who they're going to get. I wonder who they're going to look at. Uh, they've been, uh, let's see, in touch with potential candidates coming from the game industry and e-commerce and tech. Yep. Uh, oh God, what's his, uh, Reggie is stepping down. I don't know if we talked about that. Reggie stepping down? Wasn't he like just from, on a board somewhere? Uh, GameStop. Oh, he, he was, was on, on GameStop's, GameStop's board. board and he's oh. leaving it. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with this. They also just announced a new CFO or their CFO left. Yes, uh, CFO yeah. just resigned. So they are currently without two of their um, C-level, their chief executives. Mm, that's, yeah. No, it's 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 a bit probably chaotic over there right now. Who's running the company? <laughs> Somebody is. Your CEO resigns. Your CFO resigns. You just hire a new CTO. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of just making decisions. Yeah. You, you, basically, I have the feeling it's just kind of just keep everybody, you know, keep moving forward. Don't do anything everybody to buck Everybody keep the, doing what you're doing. Yep. It's probably one of those. Sure. Who would you want to run GameStop? Well, 
what brick and mortar companies have successfully transferred themselves to an e-commerce site? I mean, Barnes and Noble is still around. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. that's true. But when was the last time you were in a Barnes and Noble pre-pandemic? Uh, I was going to say like, well, not in the last year. I know. I know. That's why I had to preface with pre-pandemic. Uh, I was probably in there within the year prior to the pandemic. I think we were as well, but there was a lot of stuff in Barnes and Noble that was not book related. Oh, I mean, that's that's what it's becoming is now it's more of like a, a restaurant reading space. Yep. With board games and uh, Funko Pops. And yeah, yeah, that's where I got my uh, Batman, the animated series Funko Pop. It's a good TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got that. And we've got the uh, oh, that's why I had my sound on It's because of the camera. <laughs> Like, why did I have the sound on my phone up? I had, Isaac's, I had Isaac's webcam up. Ah, uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. So let's see. So yeah, GameStop's looking for a new CEO. The uh, parent company of PUBG uh, has Player applied. Um, no, Crafton. Uh, oh, yes. Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Their owner, Crafton, has applied for an IPO in Korea. Cool. I mean, it, it is a Korean company. Yep. Very cool. Okay. Uh, they have reported, because they have to file all this paperwork, uh, they've reported a revenue of $1.5 billion in 2020, as well as a profit of $694 million. What? Modern companies aren't allowed to profit. <laughs> Crazy modern tech company actually making money? This seems that's so... Not, that's not that, right. That's not right at all. We talk about Microsoft's uh, both their purchase and their their investigation into purchase. Speaking of making money, uh, what do you mean? Microsoft just bought a company. Yes, and was looking at buying another company. Uh, I posted that they they bought a company. I didn't know they were looking at somebody else. They bought Nuance. Yes, which is the drag dragon natural dragon. speaking speech to text. Yes, I actually used that in high school for a little bit. Why? Because. I can speak a lot, yes. as, as this podcast has proven. Uh, I do not doubt you in your ability to speak. Um, my typing skills at the time and my writing skills at the time were very lackluster. So one of the one of the things we were trying was to actually use speaking as my baseline for writing. I see. Did not go well. Eh, it was so so. Yeah. Uh, they but they were also they, they bought Nuance. Yes. For they're also sixteen at, billion dollars. Jesus Christ. They're also looking at purchasing Discord. Why? I thought they have teams. I mean, they do, but like, yeah, I don't know. They they have teams. Yep. I mean, you already have your your networking platform. Maybe maybe it's kind of like Amazon, where it's just like we'll buy Woot and just let them do their thing. Which they didn't really. Yeah, but it it stayed. They they did their thing for a little bit, and then and Amazon, of course. Ah! you're going to do this thing. Yeah. That's why there's meh instead. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, they're, they're talking. Let me see if I can pull up the amount that was getting thrown around. Microsoft would like to buy Discord. They are in exclusive talks to acquire Discord. Uh, and I don't think they said how much. But, I mean, Microsoft has, has spent a lot of money on a lot of things lately, right? Like, how much was LinkedIn? It was like $25 billion. How, what about GitHub? How much was that one? Uh, I think another $7 billion. $7.5 billion, yep. So why, why the heck did they spend $16 billion to buy <laughs> speech? software who knows 
Right. Who the F knows? Maybe for, for HoloLens. Maybe for their holodeck. Okay. They Medi- need... Medically targeted versions of Dragoon. Dragon? Dragon. Is it Dragon? It, that's Nuance's product. Unless yes. they have a secondary product called Dragoon. No. no. Crab Ragoon. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, Arrange- a Dragoon is a thing, but yeah. like the, the product is called Dragon. Yeah. Okay. So medically targeted versions of Dragon are used by 77% of hospitals, 75% of radiologists, and 55% of physicians. Yep. And Microsoft and Nuance were in a partnership already back in 2019. So acquiring Nuance gives Microsoft direct access to the company's entire healthcare customer list. Hey, that's a lot of our customers. Yep. Like a lot of them. It also gives Microsoft the opportunity to push push the technology to Microsoft's own large international market. Well, I don't know how that speech stuff is going to work in other countries. About as well as it works in this one. That's true. You're just teaching it different words. Yeah, it's it's just a dictation software, so. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe they want it for their... their um subtitles. They're automatic subtitles that they have in PowerPoint and in Teams. You haven't used that, have you? No. Nope. Did you know that there are automatic subtitles in PowerPoint and Teams? Um, no, most of the time when I'm working, uh, we all do use uh, Google Sheets at work because mm-hmm. we're a Google group. Um, and most of the time, the only interaction I have with PowerPoint is with the Torch Club. And most of the Torch Club people are not really up on PowerPoint. So I, th- uh, I tried to show some one person how to embed a video into PowerPoint and that did not work. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and like I said, we're a Google group, so we've never, I've, I think I've used teams once because I think the state uses teams for some of their video conferencing and video presentation stuff. Gross. Well, it's the state of Michigan. They probably had some Office 365 something, and they just kind of stuck with it, probably. Yeah, I mean, we, we do use Teams. We use Office 365. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's gotten better. <laughs> it has. Like, Microsoft has not been sitting and, and resting on their laurels. They've been like, they... They see when Google Docs first came out, you could you could almost feel the hubris and the like dismissiveness of Office. But in the last couple years, Microsoft has said like, no, shit, if we do nothing, we're going to get our lunch eaten. And so they've been working on it like they've been integrating it with the Web. They've been bringing in JavaScript instead of uh, the old VBA stuff. They've been unifying their teams a bit more like they are making improvements. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. Like I said, I'd never one time, one time over the past year. Yep. So in, in PowerPoint, there's a new button in PowerPoint. I know that sounds like really stupid, but there's a new button, uh, which suggests designs and will, will like help you reorganize your slide to fit your content. And it's actually really good there. Oh man, that'd be so nice. Um, can it basically suggest to people not to use 12 point font <laughs> and fill uh, I mean, up their page? It probably, I don't know. Cause I haven't done that in a long time because I'm not that dumb. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so but when you, when you enter things like a bulleted list, it'll actually suggest like alternate layouts for that list using like the smart uh, art and like it'll it'll look at what you've written for keywords and try and pull in the best icon to use with it. 
Hmm. It, and and it, it generates themes at the start. So it gives you like entirely new themes to use. Legit, it's actually really cool. Also, the um, there's a new transition, the morph transition, where if PowerPoint can figure out the translation from one slide to the next, it just does it. When you have overly complicated transitions, I feel like that's just it's that's not it's it's like I look at um when I was learning Final Cut Pro yeah. in high school and college. Yeah. People were like, Oh, you could do this, oh you could do that, or you could do that. And I'm sitting there going like, When was the last time that you saw any other cut in a feature film that wasn't just a cut? Star Wars. Yeah, that's the that's the one with that one. There's a couple of those like wipe transitions. I mean, that's Star that's Wars. a key feature of Star Wars. Yes, like that is part of Star Wars are the different wipes. That is part of of what makes it Star Wars. But my point is, they kept that in the sequels because it was Star Wars. But right out, outside of that, I don't know. But I'm not talking about like fancy wipes i'm not talking about like oh it does well like i the, thought you said windows some, some sort of like merger uh, transition morph. Of morph so like if i have if you have a slide and you have a a square somewhere on the slide right and you have another slide and you want the square to be in a different position so you move the sl- the square now if you wanted that to like transition previously you had to add an animation to the square mm-hmm. and you had to try and line up where it starts and where it ends and like it was always kind of janky and like there'd always be a little jump at the end because you could never get it quite where you wanted it now you would just have the two slides with the square in the places that you want it and the morph transition says ah, the square starts here and it ends there. So while we transition the slide, we should move the square. And it takes a direct path and moves it from one to the other. I have spoken way too long about PowerPoint at this point in the episode, though. We should move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually now watching uh, a, a blog post about this morph design. And it, okay, now I actually, I see what you're talking about now. And it's super cool. Yeah, no, this this looks actually pretty neat. I like I like it. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's great. And, and I've I've started like incorporating it into my PowerPoint design where like I realize now I can do fancier animation because of it. And I'm sitting here just doing my Your Google Google Sheets or whatever. Yeah, presentation is it what's what's it called wow. now? Also Excel has had excuse me, a number of improvements. Mostly because Google Sheets was like kicking its ass. Mm-hmm. Plus the fact that anybody could, oh, slides. That's what it is. Slides. Ah, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Just being able to have multiple people work on a presentation without having to send it around. You can do that now in PowerPoint. Ugh. If you have it on Office 365 or on SharePoint. Uh, yes. But you can have multiple people edit at the same time. I've actually had a PowerPoint open that my co-trainer was presenting from, and I was editing like a slide ahead of them. <laughs> okay. They were saying something, and I was like doing it on the next slide, getting it ready for them. All right, so we can talk about yeah. um, social media and messaging, or we can continue with video games. Since video that's... games. Video games. Okay. Video games. Uh, there's an update. Is that even a question? There's an there's an um, an update on the Epic versus Apple lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, that Steam two... got somehow roped into, or Apple yes. got roped into. Um, the two companies provided their lists of witnesses to call during the trial. Yeah. Uh-oh. Which, in- 
which include executives from Microsoft, Facebook, NVIDIA, Match Group. Um, oh my God. Yeah, both is Apple CEO and Epic like... Game CEO. <laughs> um, let's see. So yeah, so Tim Cook what? and Tim Sweeney are both going to take the stand. So the two CEOs. What? Oh uh, my God, I want to watch this. <laughs> I want to watch this. Are are they going to like televise the proceedings? This sounds amazing. I don't know. It's going to begin on May 3rd. It'd be great if they could actually watch it. Meanwhile, Sweeney is, could spend up to eight hours on the stand and is expected to testify on Epic Games' history, business model, relationship with Samsung, as well as previous discussions with Apple and Google. That's really cool. <laughs> Well, the court investigates Apple's corporate values and App Store competitors. So yeah, so everybody they're they're both bringing out the big guns. It seems. Yeah, and I bet there's like a guy at Microsoft going, "Why the hell, are you guys? Why are you bringing me into this? Like, who? What did I do?" Epic Games chief operating officer will take the stand. Apple's senior VP of Internet Software and Services. Wow. So that's going to be going on next month. May 3rd. May 3rd. God, I want to keep an eye on this. I, I want to, like, put the proceedings on the TV and just, like, let them run throughout the day. Um, Xbox, speaking of Microsoft, has announced yeah. that the um, <clears throat> you will no longer need Xbox Live Gold to play free-to-play games online. Cool. I mean, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. That makes it makes kind of sense. It's like, oh wait, so people are paying the the monthly Xbox Live Gold membership in order to access, you know, the online services from Microsoft. But now it's just like, you know what, <laughs> free to play titles are going to be free, free to play. play. That's really cool. Yeah, good for them. Uh, the company is also looking to make the party chat and looking for groups features free. So kind of bringing the the Xbox Gold into the twenty first century yes right like i mean it, it was because xbox wasn't until the 21st century but still like yeah move bringing the it modern up to economy where like yes. certain things are just expected yes this should kinda, not be a premium kind of like the cell phone industry back in the day was you know paying for text five messages, cents for a text <laughs> which that was the biggest ripoff in history oh i got i don't know man ti calculators is still pretty high up there Oh, that's true. Oh, my God. Hold on. How much is a TI-86? 86? You probably can't buy one, but an 84. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 84. It's probably $150. TI-84 plus. Costs $150. That's my guess. Available from these sellers. Okay. No, I don't want used. I would like a brand new one. Even though there's literally no difference. $92. Hey, I think they did come down in price. Yep. Because I remember picking mine up. Oh, TI-84 Plus Color, 135 Oh, come on. What, what is the color one going to do? I don't know. When you graph, you get to pick a different color for the different lines? Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like the, the graph plots has got one as in blue and the other one as red. Ooh. So a TI-84 Plus Color, $135. And you could get yeah. it in black, blue, pink, blue, white, green, gold, no, Texting gray, actually was probably a much... Like more ripoff because it didn't it not cost the company anything. Yes, it literally did not. It was literally that's why the text was a certain size 
because they had space in your phone's um, pinging of the cell phone tower in that header. There was space available and they put the text message into that. So there was literally nothing, no difference, no extra power, literally nothing. It was just tacked on there because they had the space. Processing to know where to send the message? Uh, I, I, I... I read an article about this years ago, and I don't remember off the top of my head. It's it's too late in the evening, or sorry, too early in the morning for this. It's, as I it's, oh yeah, it is twelve thirty there. Yeah, I, yeah, as I glance at my clock, going nope, yeah. can't dig that one up. So Xbox seems to be moving forward. PlayStation seems to be. I'm not sure yeah. because. <laughs> The PS5 only has 700 gigabytes of space, which you think would be a lot until some games take up more than a seventh of that. Yeah. Games are big, Andy. I don't know yes. if you've noticed. Oh, no. I just I just downloaded Evil Genius 2 because that came out. So and I how picked, big was it? Uh, seven and a half gigs. I remember when WoW hit like a gigabyte and people were like, holy shit, this is my phone warned me it's like hey do you know you only have two gigabytes left of storage and i'm like i I (laughs) own only two gigs left my phone is warning it's like you might not be able to download things and i'm like with two 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 gigs of free space two gigs and it's telling me i might not have space for things and the scary part is Is, that it's right yeah i know that it's it's actually right yes no i know God, how much space is Harry Potter taking up on my phone right now? Oh, are you still playing that? Yeah. Are we friends on that? I don't remember. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, uh, total space used up for Harry Potter on my phone is seven gigs. Wow. I don't think Go is that big for me. Apps and notifications, is that where it is? Um, if you if you just long press on the, the icon on your home screen and hit app Pokemon info. Pokemon Go storage is using and... 750 megabytes. That's, that's it? <laughs> Yeah. Seven seven gigs for my wow for my for Harry Potter. Seven hundred and fifty meg for Pokemon Go. Jeez. Man, you gotta be getting really good at some of those spells if you're still playing Harry Potter. Oh yeah. No, I'm getting I'm getting good at some of them. My E's are immaculate. <laughs> okay. Um but okay, so anyway, yeah, the PS five yeah. has storage concerns. Yeah. And they said, hey, you know, we're working on an internal storage solution via the M2 drive, which was supposed to be updated via firmware update this summer, but PlayStation has not said anything about it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But they said, hey, if you get an external USB device uh, and you format it to be a PlayStation 5 drive, you can save your games on it. Joy. Yes. <laughs> You, you 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 can't you can't store games on it, but you can store your save games on it. I mean, save games can get pretty big too. Yes, but that's 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 not the big problem. No, it's it's the games. The games yeah. are huge. The games the games are the problem, and that's although my my Factorio save folder. <laughs> <laughs> has, I started to run out of space. And I'm like, at one point, Factorio was like, you don't have space to save this game anymore. I'm like, what? And I looked and I did not. Yeah, no, that uh, I could I could see that. Um, The Raptors are installed. Oh, good. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was the uh, the SN15 launch has got a Starlink on it? No. There's there's a Starlink dish on SN15. Okay. Just and the dish, not yes. the satellites. Yeah, the the why dish. Why are they putting why are they adding a dish to it? Cuz they want to use it at, to test for uh use as telemetry. What? They want to use it to test as telemetry for the uh rocket. 
Okay. And let's see, SN15. I got to do a quick Google on this one. Starlink. Because they filed a thing with the FCC about when they wanted to use the single terminal. So now they're trying to to coordinate both the FCC and and the the FAA. FAA. Um, the, uh, the date filed with the FCC says, um, April 20th. Yeah. There was a bunch of people joking that, um, Musk would be going for a 420 launch. But well, the, the new filing with the FCC to ask for permission to try something out. Yep. The, the FCC kind of frowns on you if you don't do what you ask them that what you want to do. I mean, the, do they, if you're like, I would like permission to do this on this date and then you don't do it, they're not going to be mad at that. Well, they're going to want you to refile. If you're planning on redoing it. Yeah. But inter- okay, so 420 is probably the launch date. Yes. That's Wednesday? Whatever, uh, no, it's uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, yes. Okay. So that's on Tuesday. Crew 2 is uh, just did a static fire. Mm-hmm. That looked to be okay. So it looks like uh, Thursday. Thursday launch at 6 Busy o'clock. Busy for SpaceX. Yeah, 6 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. I will not be up to watch it. It's five o'clock in the morning here. Yeah. I will not be up to watch it. <laughs> Godspeed, crew two. I'll 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 check back on you when I wake up. Come back safe. Yes. Um and other SpaceX news. Uh SpaceX got the Artemis contract for NASA. That's the landing moonshot? people on the moon contract. Jeez. What happened to the SLS? Well, this contract was uh originally started during the Trump administration and they wanted, um, they were looking at, um, commercial groups to actually Mm -hmm. do it. That was part of the contract. Okay. So, uh, it was SpaceX, Dynetics, and Blue Origin were the three that were basically in the final running for it last year. And NASA awarded it to SpaceX. So there's hopefully going to be a starship on the moon and nasa is paying 2.9 billion dollars to spacex to do it that's a lot of money yep it's a lot of money um blue origin had their launch this week right uh yes since we're talking about space news did you did you watch the blue origin launch i did not i checked back on it later oh i did i watched it it was very impressive um i'm used to watching the the starships and the the one engine on Blue Origin was very impressive. Yes. Um, but then I, I reminded myself that the three engines in Starship are only half of what is expected to be in Stage 2. And that there's going to be and like a 15? In Stage 2? Or in 15 in Stage 1, right? 30. 30 in Stage 1? They're, they're talking about 30 Raptor engines in stage one. Oh my God. I just, wow. (laughs) That is so much power. 30 engines in stage one in the booster. That's crazy. Oh, and they're disassembling BN1 now. Well, yeah, because it was just a prototype. Yeah. How much would you pay if they were to put (laughs) BN1 on Etsy, not Etsy, eBay? How much would you pay for a, say, a square inch of BN1? Ooh, well, it's BN one. It it that one doesn't really matter if that makes sense. Like that's my question. That that no, I wouldn't pay anything for that. That'd be dumb. You wouldn't pay anything for BN one because uh-huh. it's just a bunch of panels. Some guy in Texas welded together. Yeah, and, and then they stacked it up, and they didn't even 
did they even leave the high bay with it or no? No, they didn't even roll it out. My Part of me thought they were going to at least roll it out there to test whatever movement system they had set up. Mm-hmm. Nope. BN1 was the production line test. Yep. So what, uh, okay, so, I mean, SN8 through 11 are kind of out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unless you want to um, buy a, a piece of fiery wreckage. Right. Or, like, or unless part of it fell on your house. Were, were, was there enough of SN11 left that they could? Like, hmm. Um, but so like you'd, you'd only do it if it was one that actually went up? Yeah. Okay. So none of the ones that have gone up. <laughs> yeah, no, just a, a production test model. Is, I'd, I'd pay 20 bucks for it. I'd pay 20 or 30 bucks to get a little piece of BN1 and be like, this was a, a the prototype, right? This was the first run this was the test part of me actually wants to do that so we shut off uh we shut off one of our radio stations right yeah we still haven't taken down really heartfelt closing yeah yeah um we still haven't taken down the towers yet because we want to use them as part of the negotiation for whoever wants to purchase the land Right. If they if we do take those down, I actually part of me wants to get um my like sawzall and cut a bunch <clears throat> of basically slices of one of the tower legs. Yep. And then just get some clear epoxy and actually like make, you know, little paperweights and actually give them to people. Like Aww. here here's, you know, here you go. Here's part of, you know, the tower f- part of the tower for 1560 that you know you were on or something like that. So That would be adorable. Yeah. I did that with, uh, I did a test run with our news director who went down to Jacksonville. Actually, um, I needed a paint sample off of the KZO towers. So I got one of those and then I just broke, I broke it in half and did a small little paperweight for her for before she left. <laughs> Be like, here you go. Here's part of, you know, here's part of the tower. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess we're getting close to the randoms. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. We should probably move to yes. those yes yes we should Since it's almost one o'clock in the morning yes yes it is uh so the random review for me is yes ready player two the book the book that i have not yet read so i'm going to try and review this without spoiling two i i have to spoil one though just because i yeah i, don't, have I don't care about you spoiling one i'm i'm familiar enough with one i don't so, think you could spoil one for me uh i guess spoiler warning then to our our listeners if you haven't read ready player one and still want to read it go do so because yes. it's a, actually a pretty good book yes it is no i i actually went and reread ready player one and In then i read ready and then read ready player two back to back okay it so ready player one the book felt pretty snappy right it, it kind of you yeah. know once you got on the roller coaster it kind of just took you through everything yeah that it it, it never felt like there was a, a long pause that was not the case with two okay even even though there was technically you know more urgency for it but it, it was it was the, basically the same premise over again it's okay there's another set of easter eggs and there's a path that you have to follow and the evil company wants to take over the internet well uh no on that part okay there there is there is a bad guy um just because he is bad guy does it make him a bad bad guy guy. (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was that was a good movie um but even though like you know in my head i'm going okay this is supposed to be snappy Mm -hmm. it did not feel snappy it felt super glacial yes 
that it was just it was weird. It was like okay, this is supposed to be you know I'm expecting the roller coaster ride from the first one, and instead it's you know it it just and they just mm, they took oh, all, you know really feel, Andy. I I didn't like it. <laughs> And the idea, um, you know, it, it was kind of okay. You know, I could get the things that you know were the were the big like keystones, you know, in the for the eighties for him for the yeah. yeah. It's kind of like he took the book and was like, well, what else was big in the eighties that we didn't touch upon? Oh, this and this and this. And, you know what? Let's let's do a book about those things. So it's still based in the eighties. Uh, yes, it branches out a little bit. But still, it's it it you know kind of focuses in the eighties again. So it, you know, it almost it almost felt like a I hate to say it, it almost felt like a fanfic of it. It's like oh okay, well we got these characters, and you know what else was cool in the eighties? Let's do another let's do another egg hunt. But you know what I I did my research about these things, so I'm going to tell you every single thing that I learned about these things from my from research. The 1980s. And I'm going to put it in the book. I mean, the the first book was a love song to the 80s. Yes. The second one, less so? It, it felt more like a research paper almost. Like, it's okay, yes, there was a bit of a love song to the 80s, but it was just like, oh my gosh, why are we still here? Shouldn't we be, you know, the next the next item up the list at this point? No, we're still, we're still here. No, I'm just like, you know, the next key the next gate oh shouldn't that, we be the, the next book was taking so long to yes. get through the book yes. i'm like okay shouldn't we be moving faster than this nope okay and of course you know there was always that one person who knew exactly exactly what the clues meant and it was just like really well wouldn't be much of a book if they didn't well but no even in the first book where there was times where you know there was just that that pause where he's like i can't figure this thing out this this doesn't but in this book, it's like somebody would look at it and go, "Oh no, I know exactly what that means." Oh. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna work together as a team. We're gonna, you know, I I'm the one who's perfect for this. And then you know, the next clue comes up, and the other person's like, "Oh, I'm the perfect person for this." And it's just like, "Oh, come on, this is getting a little so ridiculous." Less believable, yes, which is saying something. <laughs> and then they also introduced some characters. Early in the in the book, I mean, and stories then, usually do. Yes, and then never brought them up again. Literally, oh. literally, their entire story arc happened basically off screen. Oops. And it's like, well, wait, why did we spend time learning about these people if you Oops. don't if you don't bring them back up? They 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 played an important part, but it was all literally off screen. Oops. <clears throat> Have you read any of his other works? Uh, I read Armada. Okay. Has he done anything mm-hmm. else other than Armada and... Did he do Red Shirts? Who did Red Shirts? No, that was not him. Okay. Yeah, he did Ready Player mean, One. He did Armada. Armada. Was, was basically Ready Player One, but hyper-focused on, like, video games. Yes. I mean, he, he kind of had the one story. Yeah. So, I don't know. Who wrote Red Shirts? Dang it. That was a good book. That was an interesting book. Especially the last couple of chapters. Stalsy. It was John Scalzi. That's the, yeah, the, the three the three codas at the end. Those were the interesting parts. I don't remember those. It was a great book. I don't remember it. But it was I don't a great remember. Book. It's been too long. I was, uh, dude, my brain. It's hey, it's eleven fifty at night. Ooh, boo hoo hoo, Mister Hour behind me. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, Ready don't, Player don't Two. Worry. Ask when I woke up today. Um, probably. Uh, I got woken up by Isaac twice. Mm-hmm. I didn't. The the pancakes I sent you were not breakfast for lunch. Those were breakfast for breakfast. 
okay. <laughs> Although by that point, I had cleaned the kitchen and run the dishwasher. Okay. So yeah, so Ready Player Two. You know, Not something you enjoyed. No, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, if you got to read it, you know, just just don't get your hopes up for it. I don't know a case when someone has to read something. OCD. That's not a that's not OCD. OK, so, yeah, ready player two. Eh. So random topic yes. I rolled ahead of time. OK, what would you have Carl Castle record on your home answering machine? And the first thing I got to say is, Hans, you misspelled Carl Castle's name. Wait, 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 wait. How did he spell it? K-A-R-L-C-A-S-S-E-L-L. So if I go put that name into Google, that is a project supervisor from XPO Logistics at LinkedIn. (laughs) Uh, It is also a senior executive director in the city of Cedar Rapids. Uh, The Horizons Iowa president is Carl A. Castle on Twitter, who is a CEO, entrepreneur, writer, and public speaker. (laughs) From Perhaps Today Incorporated, which is a website with nothing on it. It's just a, a placeholder page from Bluehost. So do we go with what's actually written or what we think he intended? Well, part of me goes, he thinks what he's intended because that, you know, that was always the prize on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me was Carl Castle recording a message on your home answer machine, which also probably won't be able to do anything since Carl Castle died three years ago. Which is why they no longer have him do the message on your answering machine and what? instead say anyone from the show. Yes. Oh, wow. He actually died April 17th, 2018. So it was literally three years ago. Yeah, to the day. Wow, that's that's crazy that yep. we. Well, I man. mean, one in three sixty-five chance. Yep. Well, that and also you know one in uh, seventeen chance because I pick you know one out of the seventeen random topics. So, um, <laughs> well, I also don't have a home answering machine, so he would probably have to record my voicemail. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure what I would do because I have people who um, call my number for work. You know, I, I have a Google voice number, but sometimes I forget to call people back through the Google voice number. So some people have both both of my, my cell phone number and the Google voice number. So when they call me up, I have to have something professional sounding for my voicemail. So I can't, you know, I can't think of anything silly. I mean, yeah. What would I have to say? I've actually uh, one of the one of the broadcasting guys I talked to. He actually has as his uh, the start of his voicemail message is those three tones that you get if there's a, if there's a problem with the call. The yep, those. We're sorry. I so, I don't so he has those. He, legal. he he. I don't I don't know if it's legal, but he says if anybody spam calls him and you know the, all the stuff is computer generated, so the computer will hear those three tones and assume that there's a problem with the number and it will remove him from, you know, he said he put that on there. He was getting, you know, tons of spam calls every day because he, you know, has a public facing website with his number on there. Mm -hmm. And so he said, after I put that in, you know, people hear that. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And he just, you know, as soon as he plays those, he's like, you've reached, you know, the cell phone. You know, humans will hear that, but then they'll just hear him be like, you've reached my cell phone. Sorry, I'm not available to take your call right now. And we'll just blow right by it going, oh, okay. Yep. We're sorry. The number of you reached has been disconnected. 
Um, I would have Carl Castle say, probably just like, this is the voicemail box for David Pillay. Please leave a message. I, I mean, I don't, I can't think of anything to, to have him say. I don't know. I guess my question for you, Andy, is now that the prize is literally anyone from the show's voice, who would you have? <sighs> I feel like I'd have to go with Mo Rocca. Very distinctive voice. Yes, he's very distinctive. Or, um... Mo Rocca or the guy who uh, Tom Bodet. Mm-hmm. It's both of those guys. You hear their voices and you know exactly who they are. Yeah, both of those are pretty good. Yeah, I think I'd have to go with Peter Sagal. Really? Okay. Yep. All right. I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>